Where do we go from here? Hopefully higher and higher. Your pod is lifting me higher than I've ever been lifted before. So that's Your that's pod that's keeps that's lifting, keep on lifting. Pod keeps lifting me, lifting me higher and higher. Yeah. That's do not do fair. Do 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 do. Mr. Sajazi, open hailing frequencies. And the home of the deck podcast where we talk deck hockey street hockey ball hockey it's hockey in sneakers and that's right i did say episode 100 we've been counting up we've been uh excitedly making our way to this milestone and like uh, someone once sang looks like we made it yeah just looking at it and, and hearing it i can't believe it so congratulations sir for getting us this far and to you, James, likewise, indeed. How are you, James? I'm doing pretty good, thanks. Um, had a pretty good week. How about yourself? I also had a pretty good week. In fact, James, why don't you tell the good people what we did yesterday? I'd be happy to. Orders from Starfleet came down that uh, Captain McComiskey and I were due to go to uh, Jersey and brush up on our Starfleet Academy and be trained a little bit just to see what's going on. And so Gary uh, took off from work and we uh, took a roundabout and found our way down to New Jersey and experienced the Starfleet Academy, which was a blast. And we were able to sit in the original series captain's chair and see the Galileo 7 replica. And then, uh, you know, I'm not going to steal your thunder here. American Rhino, tell us what else. No, not at all. Not at all. It was um, it was the Starfleet Academy experience at the Liberty Science Center. Unless you listen to this podcast within two days of it dropping, the exhibit will have closed. So, I mean, that's here in the New York area. I assume it's a roaming exhibit. So maybe it's coming to your town. If it is, and if you're a Star Trek nerd like we are, then, you know, go check that out because it's fun. We got to do a lot of things. They had a bunch of costumes that were in cases and original props that were there. We got to, as James said, brush up on our skills as Starfleet officers in training. You know, spoke some Klingon. I did a medical exam, which I wasn't very good at and I don't think James even bothered with. There was some navigation. Got to do some phaser training. And, and the culmination of the whole experience was that we got to experience the Kobayashi Maru on the bridge of the Enterprise D. So if you are a Star Trek nerd, then, you know, you're, you're going to want to jump on that. In fact, I am going to Instagram a picture of our trip, uh, our trek, 
as it were. Thanks. Yeah, as, thank you. Uh, obvious rhino is obvious. Uh, I'm going to Instagram a picture from that experience right now. So um, if you have seen our Instagram within the last day or so, or if you, you know, are, are, if you want to go check it out now, you can see that very photo and, and enjoy it. By the way, uh, James and I both, uh, it, they, so part of the experience was they tracked your scores and how you did with these tests, like these interactive tests. And they also had like quizzes and, and things that they based your answers on. They built a profile based on your answers. So, um, James, why don't you, why don't you tell the people what we both wound up uh, as best suited to doing on a starship? Now, definitely for you, it was appropriate. I don't know about me, but for somehow we became engineers. So we should be in engineering, which again makes total sense for the American Rhino because he's an engineer of this very podcast, as a matter of fact, and so many other things with his genius. So he's our version of Mr. Scott or Geordie LaForge or, of course, Chief O'Brien. But for me, I guess they just had nothing else for me to do. I'm glad I wasn't a red shirt. So I guess that was a good thing, not being security where if you go on an away mission, you're probably not coming back. So I was just relieved not to have been a red shirt. But the funny thing, and if you're curious, I did fail the Kobayashi Maru miserably, by the way. So did uh, I. Well, yeah, honestly, well, if you're familiar with Star Trek, everybody fails the Kobayashi Maru. There's only one man who's ever passed it, and he had to cheat to do so. Exactly. But uh, And the other thing, too, about the, the, the reading for the Klingon to do the medical stuff, it was broken. So I don't know if a Romulan had got to it beforehand. And also, do not mess with the American Rhino because, yes, we all know what a great goalie he is, but he is a sniper. He was 50 for 50 with his phaser shooting. So don't mess with the American Rhino, ladies and gentlemen. The second time. The first time I did it, I think my phaser was broken and I got like an 11. Yeah, again, the, uh, the Romulans were behind that. So the American Rhino had to go to a facility that was working properly and the true rhino came out because he was just perfect, 50 for 50. And also, the beaming effect was fun, too. That looked pretty cool. Yeah, and I, I still don't know why you didn't want to try it, but James took video of me beaming in, in like, it was cool. So they had basically, like, um, these little booths set up that, that you stepped into, and there was, like, a green screen behind you, and you got transported. And then next to the booths, there were a, a bunch of glass-looking tubes. Or they were probably plastic, but a bunch of tubes. And your image in transport was superimposed on those glass tubes. So it looked like you were actually standing on a transporter pad beaming. And so, yeah, that, that, was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, two reasons. One, there were two transporters, but only one was functional. Again, it was towards the end of the... Uh, run of the experience. It yeah, was open from like October through May, I think, or November through May. And James and I have been saying since November, we got to go to this thing, we got to go to this thing. And then suddenly it closes this weekend. So we're like, we should really go to this thing. Yeah, right. Exactly. So we, we finally, Gary had to take off from work for us to go and do it, but it was at the end of the run. And so I guess a few things were kind of needed attention from Mr. Scott or Mr. LaForge. But anyway, uh, well, so James, I, I didn't... I'm sorry to interrupt, but apparently we're both engineers, so maybe we should have fixed it. Maybe. So yeah, so one, one transporter was working out of the two. So I wanted to at least capture 
how cool it looked for the American Rhino. And two, I'm an old school Trekkie, so I'm, I'm an original series fan, I guess, more than anything else. I James is a transporter night. snob. Well, here's the thing. So in honor of Dr. McCoy, who did not like the transporter, I decided not to be transported. So those are the two reasons why I did not go for the transporter. James says no sliders, no transporter. Right. <laughs> it's funny. Okay. Well, yeah. So I guess that is the very long and drawn out way of saying we had a very good time. So thank you to, I don't know, whoever decided to put that exhibit together. We, we enjoyed it. Yes, live long and prosper. Indeed. And James, you got a really cool picture of Kirk's uniform, which I said reminded me of the J.J. Abrams universe because of the way the lights were <laughs> set up behind it and reflecting on it. Yeah, and unfortunately, I, it went over my head. I didn't get what you were saying, but it was absolutely true. So sorry for being slow on the uptake there, right. Captain. <laughs> but they had like... They had a bunch of uniforms throughout. Most of the Next Generation cast were movie uniforms, which was interesting. And they had uniforms from Enterprise. They may have had one uniform from Deep Space Nine. I don't remember. Yes. I know they had Dr. Crusher's uniform from the Next Generation series, complete with lab coat. Mm -hmm. uh, had, uh, yeah, a bunch of random aliens. Like they had a Klingon, a, a couple of different kinds of Klingon uniforms from the original series era and the Next Generation era. So, uh, you know, that was interesting. And nothing from Discovery, I don't think, because I guess that the exhibit had already launched before Discovery started or when it was just starting. So they probably don't have any props or anything to spare from that show. So I don't know. But uh, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. And there was one interesting, there was like a Grand Nagus costume that James and I were trying to figure out who wore it because it didn't look like something that the the... Grand Nagus from Deep Space Nine, Zek, would have worn. It looked more like something Quark would wear. But I don't know. This has really gotten to be real inside baseball, and I apologize. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to hockey right now. Sorry, folks. But thanks for hanging in there. It's hit the deck 100, baby. Kaplach. <laughs> yeah, I, I apologize to everybody who doesn't watch Star Trek, who's listening to this. Like, why are, are they still talking about this? What is, what, this isn't the Hit the Trek podcast. Come on. Well, I'll tell you what. When uh, the American Rhino uploads it, I'll give you fair warning. So when we promote it, I think you could skip for about 12 minutes in. If you're not a Star <laughs> Trek fan, then you can start listening from that. All right. But Star Trek aside, have you been... Have you been this week, James? Busy week for the Islanders and Rangers, for the local New York fans. The New York Islanders, I think, great job picking up Lou Lamorello as their hockey ops president. And Superfan Sue is very familiar with Mr. Lamorello for his incredible run with the Devils all those years, getting him to the Cup Finals five times and winning it three times. Yeah. And also the GM of the 96 U.S. Gold World Cup of Hockey team, and he was the GM for the Leafs from 2015 up until a few weeks ago, so I'm assuming he had a lot to do with that young resurgence of those great modern Toronto teams. I guess the Dart Man would be more of a pro on that, but I think great pickup for the Islanders, and then I think hopefully the future looks bright for the uh, New York Islanders. Well, I'm on record as being a longtime vitriolic devil hater. So uh, and, and I have no love lost for the Islanders really either. So this is like a lose lose for me. But, you know, that's just me. If you are an Islanders fan and, and you want to be excited about this, then go ahead and be excited. You have my permission and my blessing. That's very big of you. But over on Broadway, there's something else that happened, right? 
They see the neon lights are bright on Broadway. And the magic that was in the air just yesterday and today actually was the introduction. The Rangers hired a new coach to replace Mr. Alevillon. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Au revoir, Alevillon. Bon chance, mon ami. Adieu. Yeah. Adieu. Adieu. That, that, that's for you, Rob. <laughs> yeah, if it's for Rob, what's French for don't let the door hitch on the way out? Yeah, I don't know. But that's the only thing I'm going to miss about the Rangers ex-coach is the American Rhino's excellent pronunciation of his name. But there's a new sheriff in town, Mr. David Quinn. And guess what number head coach he is for the New York Rangers, American Rhino? Uh, is it the number that I'm wearing on my back right now? Why, of course. Yes, it is. The 35th head coach of the New York Rangers, Mr. David Quinn. All right. It would be more appropriate were it Mike Richter, but I'll take it. Yeah. Oh, boy. That would be awesome. But uh, yeah, Mr. Quinn has a very impressive resume of his own coming from Boston University. And this is the first time that the Rangers have ever hired a coach from college directly to coach the uh, Rangers. So that's pretty impressive. And just watching the press conference and all that stuff, they seem to want to go younger. And that seems to be the trend in hockey right now as it's much younger and some of the, the things that the post game they were saying of, of the press conference is that they're expecting players in their early 30s to mid 30s to start considering retirement because that's the trend of the NHL, how young it's gotten. Wow. Whereas they're claiming that uh, guys in their early 30s to mid 30s, instead of being in their prime or towards the end of their careers, are done, which is quite frightening because. You don't really have a very long career in the NHL as it is, but I just turned 40 and uh, hearing somebody being 33, being over the hill, uh, just really, really is crushing. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes, but this is pretty interesting and hopefully the Rangers are ahead of the curve here. Yeah, well, I've never been nor will I ever be in the NHL, but considering I only started playing hockey in my early to mid 30s, that's a little bit, you know, of a concern for me too. Yeah, I mean, hockey's hard enough. The NHL is hard enough. But if you're 33 and somebody tells you, sorry, buddy, you're just, you can't keep up anymore. That's pretty frightening how good these guys are then. Yeah, that's like Hollywood starlet type treatment. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. I don't want to hear know, like a, a fashion model for the NHL. Come on. If you're a fashion model, yeah, you're over the hill at 33. But if yeah. you're a hockey player, come on. I know. Come on. I'm sure Yarmir Yager took umbrage to that, but um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Yarmir Yager probably has sticks that are older than 33. Oh, I bet that. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, that's that's very interesting. You know, so is I may be wrong on this. I may be confusing it with other sports, but if I'm not confusing it then the rangers and the islanders kind of snuck these announcements in under the wire because isn't there's like a moratorium on these kind of announcements during the cup finals yeah i thought there was too maybe obviously since the capitals just qualified at the recording of this podcast uh, last night i believe so the stanley cup final will start on memorial day and that will be on the 28th of may but maybe that's why they were able to get this in in between the culmination of the conference final and then before the beginning of the cup final, I assume. But I thought that was the case, too. I thought you had to wait till after the cup final was done to start interviewing and, and or at least whatever the case was. But maybe that's what it is. It's the what the it gap. is, brother, man. 
what it is. <laughs> sure. And and you know what? That's I'm a little disappointed that the Lightning didn't make it because that means that the Rangers don't get an extra first round draft pick this year or next year. I think it was next year, but regardless, let's go Golden Knights. That's that's my official stance. I you know I don't have anything really against the Capitals. I'm you know they finally made it over the hump and got into the finals after all these years. But let's go Knights. That's the better story. Yeah. And again, as we said before, during the playoffs, I'm not going to root for either team. So if you're a fan of the Capitals, God bless. If you're a fan of the Golden Knights, God bless. I'm not going to put the jinx on anybody. So I'm not going to root for anybody. So there we go. All right. (laughs) So don't blame me. If your team loses, it's not my fault. (laughs) Again. We have anything else going on that we should talk about, or, or should we jump into our starting lineup? I think we're good to go for the starting lineup now. All right. Well, then, let's have uh, for, for this 100th starting lineup of Hit the Deck in goal, as it has been for the last 99-plus episodes of Hit the Deck. I am number 35, your American rhino, Gary McComiskey, and, of course, my constant co-host, on defense, number four, I'm James Sajazi. You betcha. You betcha. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're James Sajazi. You betcha. Sure are. No, I'm not. I'm suddenly, I'm, I'm from Minnesota. Oh, I'm from Minnesota, don't you know? <laughs> that's a hockey hotbed, so. My grandfather was from Minnesota. Oh, there you go. So, yep. no wonder why you're so good at hockey. Still have family there. Not oh, anybody, nice. Well, I was going to say not anybody I've ever met, but that, because that's not true, though. My uncle, my dad's brother, my uncle Greg, moved there for business. His job moved him there, so he lives there. But that's my uh, the other side of the family. My mom's father was from there, and he still has family in that area uh, that I've never met. So I'd love an excuse to go over to Minnesota. Yeah, that that's great. <laughs> cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, they're they're Norwegians, so they're cold weather people. So uh, they're probably right at home in Minnesota. Yeah, I admire people like that because I'm just not tough enough to deal with the cold. You know, my grandfather learned to drive when he was eight, I think. he uh, Back then, in, in the, the early part of the last century, back when cars were just becoming a thing, families, like, if, if I guess if, it, like, somebody in the family got a license, they were allowed to buy driver's licenses for anybody else in the family. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. So, like, he grew up uh, riding tractors and, 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 you know, learned to drive when he was, like I said, eight or whatever. That's cool. Different times. Absolutely. He grew up on a farm. Even better, though, I was was just going to say, if you were tall enough to reach the pedals and see over the steering wheel, I mean, there are some elderly people that can't do that. So Mm -hmm. I guess maybe that's all you needed to do. Yeah. I remember what was what were we even talking about? How did I how did I get to Minnesota, Don't you know? Um I think it was just I think it was just the silly accent. I think that's Yes, that's, that's exactly that's that's all was. that's all it takes. That's all it takes here on Hit the Deck. A silly accent and we're off to the races and off the rails. So does that mean we got to one hundred and that's it, or they're gonna take us off? <laughs> I'm surprised it hasn't happened before now, honestly. <laughs> but no, we, we should uh we should continue. We'll just press on. Okay. <laughs> All right. And in that spirit, James, would you mind telling us what is on deck for this 100th podcast? You got it, sir. Thank you. Hit the deck 100. What? How in the world did this happen? The American Rhino and I try and figure it out. Hello, Cleveland. There's no off season for the AHL's Cleveland Monsters as their annual Summer Grow the Game program just added a great new feature. 
Gary and I have some details of their 2018 street hockey series to share with you. And fun for all! Up in Alberta, the ball hockey fundraising tournament is set for Friday, June 1st. Is school out in Canada by then, or does hockey really carry that much weight? The word hooky is very close to the word hockey. And that's what's on deck. Thank you, James. You're welcome, sir. Yeah, it's probably a penalty, though, in school or in the game. Yeah. (laughs) If you're playing hooky, you're going to get whistled. That's right. Ow. Sorry. It's okay. But I guess in Canada, everything's cool, but we'll see how that goes. I Mm -hmm. mean, if it's slated for Friday, great. You know, they, they know how to celebrate up there. All right, but that is not our first topic, is it? No, it's not. Not yet. Not yet. A certain nice big round number is our topic. Mm-hmm. And we have to immediately, you know, Gary's too humble and shy to uh, accept the accolades. So we'll just move on from there. But the super fans, definitely, you know, Gary and I sincerely, sincerely thank you and appreciate your loyalty and support. And that's probably the biggest reason why we've got to HTD 100. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Abso-freaking-lutely. And leading things off, absolutely, exactly. Sorry to uh, rip off the American Rhino. Superfans Sue and Anthony in particular, because they were there from the beginning and just great supporters. Even Anthony using the Hit the Deck sticker while he played in his deck hockey league. And Sue not missing an episode and even being a guest on Hit the Deck and all of the support and the feedback and, and the just helping out with Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff too and listening. So thank you guys so much for that. It still blows my mind that Sue has been a fan for a hundred episodes and has still never actually seen a game of deck hockey. So we really have to change that one of these days. Yeah. I mean, it was great that we actually had her on. So that was uh, some doing, but she's a you know busy woman and whatever, but uh, we'll, we'll see what we could do in the future. Yeah. All right. And, and Anthony, of course, as you said, big supporter, wears our sticker proudly on his helmet and uh, bought a, not one, but two Hit the Deck t-shirts, as I recall, when we did our t-shirt sale a very long time ago. That's right. I forgot about that. That's absolutely tremendous. Very cool of him and, and much appreciated. I will say, since this segment is a shameless excuse to kind of walk down memory lane or run down memory lane, depending on <laughs> you know what you're doing and what position you might be playing, I, I have to say... That that shirt tail scrimmage where we we basically did as an excuse to promote our T-shirt sales is still one of my favorite scrimmages from Hit the Deck. Yeah, that's true. And just that gave you a little taste of the talent of the American Rhino. What an excellent actor you are because you pull that off so nicely. And it sounded like you were completely unrehearsed and didn't know what to do. So you did an excellent job with that. It was well, it was unrehearsed. <laughs> but well done yeah, I, I forgot about that commercial but that, that is one of the highlights of many great moments in this podcast and yeah. also we have to specifically thank brad and john loyal fans that uh, and, and other loyal fans that don't even let us know that they're listening that have probably been with us from the get-go and uh you know the being humble is much appreciated but we'd like to know to give you a thank you officially but uh, for the shy ones out there, you know, every every hit counts of listening to this podcast and we appreciate it all. So thank you so, so much. Yeah, those stealth like, fans. Right. Guys like Brad and John. So we, we appreciate that. Very, sit very back much. on the bench and just just take it all in. 
Absolutely. So that, that, that those are my kind of guys and gals, too, is I don't like the spotlight, but uh, we just need to yeah. have a little tap of the stick for, for all the, those mm-hmm. wonderful people out there, too. Thank you. Uh, obviously, a very special thank you to Jeremy Laws of the CDHA, as he introduced us to Tony Bonner, Kevin Frost of the RSHL, and Lou Harbiton of the CSH. That was all thanks to Jeremy. He reached out to us, and, and he even introduced us to the On the Bench guys. So that was really cool. We got an extra interview out of those dudes. So that was uh, I thought that was fun and, and, and went well. And then Kevin introduced us to All Black Hockey Sticks, Hagen Hockey, and Mr. Daniel Wilson. Hopefully we can uh, arrange – we just need to reach out to Mr. Wilson to uh, get him on. Maybe he could do an interview and let us know about his greatness over there and doing play-by-play and covering the C. SH games. He does a good job, but he's very loud. I'll have to really ride the levels on that one. Well, I, that's something I don't know. If you have a booming voice, God bless. That's never been a problem for me. <laughs> that's foreign, but that's what you should have in the broadcasting world for anybody out there looking to break in. And please let me know what the secret is to break in so uh, Gary and I can bust through and maybe be a little bit more international with our podcast or whatever else. But anyway, uh, Lou also. Does a great job. He always promotes HTD through Facebook and Twitter, and we thank him so, so much for that, Lou. Uh, that's awesome. We never asked him to do that. He took it on on his own, and he's just absolutely spot on right there when we have something on Twitter or Facebook, and he uh, likes it and forwards it and, and, and promotes it. So thank you so, so much to those uh, particular gentlemen for all that you've done for this podcast. Yep, and I think, speaking of guests on the podcast, I think it's about time we do a roll call of all the wonderful guests we've had here on Hit the Deck. Guests such as Mike Margiata, George Kornienko, Sam Chima, Brad Vonsky, Jason and Rob from Muffo, Superfan Sue, Superfan Anthony, Rachel Green, Brett Barrow, Cherie Stewart and Amber Moore, Jeremy Laws, Tony Bonner, Jacob Anoli, Kevin Frost, Lou Harvidon, Ryan Diaz, John Lenhart, and Chris Artoon. Thank you all for enriching Hit the Deck and being part of the podcast. And thank you to all the guests that will join us in the future. Well done, sir. We're, and we're, to everyone who joined us, thank you. We're a big tent. We're <laughs> it's a big tent here at Hit the Deck, and we'd love to have you come on in and, and share your story. Absolutely, and another special thank you to Jackie Spiegel for arranging uh, Sherry Stewart and Amber Moore to be guests on our podcast. And uh, she has her hands full coming up with other tournaments, so we hope to have her on again, or have her on at all, actually. She's, speaking of being humble, Likes to be behind the scenes, but we actually met her in person a few weeks, well, actually a month ago, and uh, we'd love to have her on. Uh, She's a head coach and and does so much for the world of particularly the U.S. women's national ball hockey team and uh, deck hockey in general. So good stuff on you, Miss Spiegel. Yeah, and you know what, James? I want to just take this opportunity to say to the listener, in the past when we've had these milestone episodes – We've put together some kind of big, you know, edited special thing to mark the occasion. And there was something that James and I wanted to do for this episode, something special and a little crazy that unfortunately just didn't come together in time. But we we do still want to do that. So we're going to keep that in our back pocket and you can you can look forward to that 
down the line. But in the meantime, what we're going to start doing since this, you know, I guess this hundredth episode of Hit the Deck is a good enough reason to do that. What we're going to start doing is on our YouTube channel, we're going to start rolling out highlights. We're going to highlight individual segments that have, you know, some of our favorites that we think have been some of our best segments that we've done over the hundred episodes and, and hopefully beyond. And we'll just put them up as their own short clips. So that way, if there's something that you really enjoyed and want to go back and listen to, but you don't want to have to go back and search through all the episodes in the back catalog or, you know, you don't want to have to listen to the whole episode, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's, it should be right there in bite-sized form. So, you know, hopefully you will enjoy that. And if there is a favorite segment or a favorite moment from Hit the Deck that you personally enjoyed and you want to make sure that we get it up there, please let us know. I'll, I'll put up a poll or, uh, or maybe an informal poll. Yeah, because polls aren't really, like, I'm not going to put up options because I want to I hear what your, your thoughts are. But I'll put up a post, and you can comment it on the Facebook page, or you can send us a tweet at Hit the Deck Pod, and uh, let us know what's your favorite segment. What's that one segment that you really loved, or a couple of segments that you really loved that you want to make sure we put up on our Hit the Deck Podcast YouTube channel, and uh, we will make sure to get it up there. So uh, looking forward to that. Yeah, and when the American Rhino says we, he means him, because he's the one that does all that. So be Gentle with him. Don't overwhelm him with everything. And uh, we, we'd love to hear your responses. In honor of the royal wedding, I am using the royal we. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. It was like the queen or something. <laughs> I'm only a fan of Lord Stanley. I, I'm not much on that uh, aristocratic blue blood stuff. Yes, quite. I, um, we shall be uploading only our favorite segments of the Hit the Deck podcast on our YouTube channel, which is available for subscription. And it would be oh so appreciated were you to indulge us. So, Good yeah, stuff. yeah, all right. Wouldn't be hit the deck without silly voices, because that's, that's kind of my thing. Well, didn't you discover that somebody, at least one listener in England or, or Britain or somewhere, is actually listening to us? So I don't know if that's the Sam Chima connection, but that's I don't know. The... I don't know if they still are, but for a while we had a listener uh, in, in England, yeah. Well, I guess. Uh, or we, we had we several. We, I mean, I don't know if it was one. We had several downloads from England. We might have just lost them now, but. <laughs> Oh, James, I, as you know, I have a long and storied history with ill-advised accents and defending people. Oh, come on. We all have good senses of humor, I hope. So going back and, and this is why I say, James, you, you'll remember going back to when I was a, but a young pup in college and I had my radio show with my broadcast partner, Alan, we actually uh, had a sign, a checklist that we put up outside of the studio of groups that we had offended. And so, you know, we, we every time we offended a new group or ethnicity, we'd, we'd check it off. So, or, or other people would check it off on our behalf, so I guess, if they were of that group or ethnicity and were offended. So, um, yeah, good times, good times. Yeah, and it's so easy to do now. I think people out there are just looking for stuff to be angry about and, and raise a fuss over. So just... Laugh more, people. Just, just, it's good to, to laugh at, at yourself, too. So calm down. 
There was one time when Alan and I were literally threatened on behalf of the black community, which was, you know, in retrospect, is very funny. Absolutely, because DJ's lives matter, too. But uh, yeah. So anyway, anything else on our hundredth episode that you want to share, James? Um, I think uh, I think that might be it. I hope to get to one hundred and one. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we're fine. Okay, thank you for that one listener out there that we appreciate. <laughs> yeah, but we have at least two though. We have uh, Superfan Sue and and Anthony, unless we did find a way to offend them too. Well, James, we're only about thirty five minutes into the podcast, so. You know, there's still plenty of time. Okay, well, if anything, we could go hide out in Cleveland for a while. Cleveland rocks! Cleveland rocks! That was, what was that, Drew Carey? Yep. Drew Carey show? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't actually watch the show. But, uh, all right, you don't necessarily have to be a Drew Carey fan, but... Rock and Roll Hall the, of Fame. There you go, even better. Yeah. The, uh, they know how to promote the wonderful game of hockey, and the AHL's Cleveland Monsters are at the fore of that. And they've been doing an annual summer event called Grow the Game. And I believe this year is the first time that they're adding street hockey to it, or at least this elaborate amount of street hockey, referred to as the 2018 Street Hockey Series. And that features five hockey events for this coming summer of 2018, all taking place in Northeast Ohio, so not just Cleveland itself. And the series will be held at quote, four of the Monsters 2018 certified learn-to-play program rinks, which sounds very cool and official. And then the final games will be held at the Nautica Entertainment Complex on August 4th. And it's only a $5 donation to the Monsters Community Fund, and it's for children ages 5 to 14. And regardless of hockey experience, either you could be a great hockey player or just picking the game up literally for the first time, you will receive, you will receive, quote, USA hockey certified instruction in the fundamentals of stick handling, shooting and passing from local youth hockey coaches. You will get a grow the game t-shirt and a complimentary ticket to a 2018-19 Monsters game. You never have enough t-shirts. That's true. And the other cool thing is street hockey sticks will be provided, so they will not allow you to bring your own axe with you. So That is interesting. Yeah. I Personally, if if I weren't allowed to bring number one, or uh, as we refer to him as Riker, or uh, Bizarro Spock, or the Mirror Universe Spock, or um, Old Man, I'd kind of be... I'd feel really uncomfortable and lost without it, but I guess if you're picking up street hockey for the first time, it probably wouldn't matter. You know, it's probably a, like a level of competition thing. You know, you, you want to keep everybody on a relatively level playing field. You can't make sure that everybody has the same skill level, but you can at least make sure they're all using the same equipment. That's a great point. I hope that none of those youngsters from 5 to 14 are cheating or anything like that, but that makes a, that, that, that's a great point. Everybody's on an even playing field. Literally. So, right. Uh, no advantages or disadvantages there. Or maybe they've just had problems with illegal curves on sticks. I, so I hope that's not the case. But, yeah, whatever. You never um, know. No, you don't. I mean, the, the point, <laughs> one of the, the uh, great things about deck hockey and street hockey is that a lot of the majority of the players, if not all of them, were all on the honor system and were honest. And we love the game and we have fun with it. So I don't think 
I don't know of any cheaters, and I hope nobody else does either. You know, it's funny, James. You and I were talking about this yesterday, offline, as people say now. That's become a thing. But you and I were talking about this yesterday, how we've had kind of an influx of goalies in the LIQ recently, both through kind of new people and returns. So I am inevitably going to have to step out of the crease and and play skater from time to time. And, and, you know, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I'm I'm not very good at it historically. Hopefully I'll get better with experience. But I I just, there's something that I love playing goalie. Don't get me wrong. I love doing that. But I have like six or seven hockey sticks now Mm -hmm. that I never use. So I think it'll be fun to get out there and, and, you know, just, use like a shooter stick and 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 actually shoot and pass and and do do that instead of the defensive stick work that i normally do and uh you know i i just i I just think there's something appealing about holding a stick and and playing hockey which is you know it's kind of silly and kind of obvious but don't sell yourself short not only are you a sniper with the phaser but you have a great shot and a hard shot, too. And I have some bruises to uh, to prove, if you don't believe me, of getting in the way of your shots. But not an accurate shot, unfortunately. Well, again, I mean, you're too busy being the goalie. So if you have a chance to practice every now and again on accuracy, that's something that just comes with repetition. Yeah, and as anyone who's played on my team for any length of time will tell you uh, <laughs> my stick handling is is definitely not one of the strong suits of my game. Poke checking, great. Yes. Stick handling, not great. That's okay. I mean, the, the important things you're great at. So stick handling, I mean, for the NHL level goalies, they have trouble with it. But with a ball and, and a small surface, I wouldn't beat myself up too much about it. You're supposed to keep the puck out of the net and you do that the best. So don't worry about the other parts of it. I have an uncanny knack for putting the puck right back on the other team's stick. And I I gotta, I really have to work on that. You're not as good as I am at that. I can guarantee you. You'll never admit it, but I'll, uh, I'll admit it. But uh, anyway, if you're in the Northeastern Ohio area, Starting June 2nd, and these are all Saturday events. There's a morning session and an afternoon session of the 2018 Street Hockey Series hosted by the Cleveland Monsters. So, again, Saturday, June 2nd, Saturday, June 23rd, Saturday, July 7th in Brooklyn. Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a Brooklyn, Ohio. The heck you say? <laughs> yeah. I was kind of hoping it was Brooklyn, New York. They'd make an exception to come all the way over here. There's a Brooklyn in Ohio? Yeah, really. There is. Do they sit on, like, brownstone stoops and tell each other to forget about? (laughs) Probably. I mean, I'd fit right in. (laughs) All right. We have have our own language here in in Brooklyn. But... um, I think there's another one. I think there's a Michigan. There's a Brooklyn, Michigan, too, if I'm not mistaken. But Jeez. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, so Brooklyn, Ohio, and then July 21st, and then culminating on Saturday, August 4th. If I recall, July 21st is also the summer shootout in the uh, RSHL. Correct? I don't know offhand. I'm not sure if that's. Oh, you know what? I think you're absolutely right. Yes. Good stuff. 
Cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So uh, what's left, James? We got to go up north because it wouldn't be a deck hockey podcast without visiting Canada and up in Alberta. They have a fundraising tournament, which is coming up real quick on Friday, June 1st. Oh, it sounds like a good time, eh? Absolutely. This is the second annual ball hockey fundraising tournament. And this is coming from an article posted by Alex Boats of the postmedia.com. And the Leduc Regional Caring Companies Committee is the event leader. And they are sponsoring ball hockey. And this is all fundraising for the United Way. Oh, that's nice. That's a good cause. Absolutely. This will be taking place again Friday, June 1st, and it's going from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. The trophy presentation for the winning team will be at 2 p.m., and uh, we'll give you this information later, of course, but the event, you can find out more about it at eventbrite.ca. That's B-R-I-T-E dot C-A. And it looks like that tickets are $250 a player. I haven't confirmed that. But again, the bill is being footed by uh, the Leduc Regional Caring Companies Committee. So uh, they will fund the teams of employees of the area to participate. And spectators can go for free. So there's no uh, ticket price there. Well, that's good. Yes. And Michelle Devlin, a founding member of the committee is quoted as saying, we call it a fundraiser. It's an opportunity for companies to put teams together and engage and connect in support of a good cause. Speaking of proper British ephemera or what have you, Michelle Devlin sounds like a real, like a Michelle Devlin, founding member of the committee. Like that's, (laughs) you know, I expect her to be, you know, a a Bond girl or something. (laughs) Oh boy, I got to get up there then. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, yeah, okay. That's uh, that's that's awesome. Yep. And uh, again, the organizers will be uh, donating a crock pot to the Leduc Food Bank, which is pretty cool uh, on behalf of each team that registers. So that would do a lot to help people struggling who aren't able to put food on their own table. So the Leduc Food Bank will hopefully they'll get a lot of teams and a lot of crock pots will be donated for that wonderful cause. Again, these wonderful Canadians, they seem to always have their hearts in the right place, except when it comes to hockey versus Team USA and other things like that. But just really cool stuff. And if you're up in the area and if you're even lucky enough to be a part of the teams, if you work for one of the companies there, have a great time and best of luck with the fundraising. And also, if you're in the area, again, just go check it out. And uh, there are other things to do besides the ball hockey. There's a uh, skills competition, also an online silent auction and other ways where you can support and donate to the uh, United Way. You know, it's always cool when ball hockey especially is is inclusive in, you know, in this way. And these teams are, you know, eight-player teams, and they're required to have a minimum of two female players. So, you know, hockey is, is, I mean, I guess it's a lot of sports are thought as like boys clubs. And hockey is no different, but it's been great in the last number of years to see how well certainly the the women's hockey team the u.s women's hockey team has done very well over the last number of years and you know it, it's always great to see 
um, women getting involved in in the sport because you know there are some very talented as we've discussed on the podcast previously there are some very talented female hockey players we've played with some of them and you know it's always nice to to kind of I don't want to I don't want to say force it but you know it's it's nice to make encourage. sure yeah encourage yeah make sure that uh, the the ladies you know get their fair chance to be out there and and to show what they can do. Yeah, very well said. It, 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 it's true. Maybe they feel like, oh, it's just a guy thing or something, or I might get hurt or whatever the case is. But yeah, deck hockey is for everybody, literally for everybody. And, and one of the reasons is that you don't have to worry about skating. So that takes a lot of the intimidation out of it, if not all of the intimidation out of it. And of course, there's no hitting and, and things like that in uh, deck hockey, and you're supposed to keep your stick down at all time. So it's really as much fun without any worry at all. And exactly, yeah, the uh, the ladies should be encouraged, children, anybody, to, to play. And there's there's nothing to worry about. So there's no excuses anymore, okay? And uh, it's four on four. And uh, each team is guaranteed to play three games. Yeah, and you know what else I like about that? Say you've got a team with six guys. And, you know, you need to fill out that roster with two women. And maybe you've got some generally athletic ladies that you know or you know you that that you're friendly with who maybe have never played the game or even thought to play the game but you convince them to come out and be on your team just because you need to round out that roster fill your quota or whatever and who knows maybe maybe those ladies discover that you know not only do they love it but they're great at it and suddenly you've got a whole new skill that you never even knew about you know, it, it, it's really it opens things up and it, it provides those opportunities for, uh, you know, expanding the love of the sport. So I, I, I see nothing but good here. Last minute remaining in the podcast. Thank you, Pops. Wow, that that, <laughs> that podcast kind of flew. Didn't feel like it, but uh, it surely did, didn't it? Well, yeah, anyway. I, yeah, I guess when we've been at this for over 100 times, maybe we know what we're doing by now. Yeah, I still can't keep track of time, though, so. <laughs> Clearly, I, I'm I'm not that you know I'm not a super pro yet. But regardless, we 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 made it here. We got here. We uh we are <laughs> here. That's that's the gist of it. And so, so you know, with that being said, I would like to thank Pops for being the voice of the podcasts for 100 episodes. I Amen. would like to thank Anthony Sajazi for providing 100 episodes worth of music. To this podcast, the LIQ, for 100 episodes of Sound Effects. I would like to thank you for listening to anywhere between 1 and 100 episodes of this podcast, regardless of whether you've been with us since episode 1, or heck, since scrimmage 1, or you know whether you're brand new to this podcast right now. Regardless, thank you for joining us. We're so very grateful to have you. We're very appreciative of you. We couldn't do this without you. And so, uh, you know, we, James and I are in your debt. And thank you to all the guests who have been part of the Hit the Deck podcast over the couple of years we've been doing it, which I listed off before. And thank you, James. I know you, you're not going to want to take any credit, but thank you for keeping us on the rails and putting together the itinerary for every single episode that's that that should not go unnoticed and uh you know it's much appreciated and if you as i said before earlier in the podcast 
if you have a favorite segment that you would not like us to overlook, please email us at hitthedeck@gmail.com or you know chime in on our Facebook page, get a conversation started. We're at Hit the Deck on Facebook and Instagram, or tweet at us at Hit the Deck Pod, and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Hit the Deck Podcast. So when we do start rolling out those segments, you can enjoy them and relive them, and uh, you know just you know consume them in bite-sized pieces. Num 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 num. Delicious. And so since we are a hundred episodes in, I've said it before, I will say it again. Please consider subscribing if you haven't already. We're available on oh so many platforms, and you know I'm sure we're we're very likely available on the platform that you prefer. So you know please subscribe to us. We would appreciate that, and please consider subscribing again to our YouTube channel. And here's the big ask: if you feel so inclined and you don't mind terribly, please, 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 please leave us a review in iTunes. Whatever you think is fair. We would greatly, greatly benefit from that and, and deeply appreciate it. James, is there anything that you would care to add? Yeah, a couple of things. Thank you for that. But and a very, very special thank you for this podcast, because without you, there would be no Hit the Deck podcast. So thank you for your expertise, your professionalism, and above all, your patience. So God bless you, sir. And thank you for always updating everything and uploading it and recording it and making it happen week after week and, and just taking care of everything and making it as professional as possible and as enjoyable as possible. So sincere thank you on behalf of all the listeners. And speaking of which, thank you to all the listeners out there. Sincere, sincere thanks. And again, yes, as I echo the American Rhino sentiments, thank you to our friends of the podcast and the guests of the podcast. And lastly, Gary and I, and again, throw it back to the American Rhino, uh, very appropriate. Very happy Memorial Day to everybody out there. And, you know, particularly God bless our military, especially those that gave their lives for us and letting us do this silliness every week and everything else that we do in this country that we have our freedom. So God bless you all. God bless the families of our military. And uh, feel free to listen to Hit the Deck 16 and 57 as we had a couple of special Memorial Day podcasts there. And that still goes true for this podcast. And in the meantime, go support the Gary Sinise Foundation. Again, that name Gary, there's just good, good people are associated with that name. Wounded Warriors Project and, of course, the USO in Bob Hope's memory. So happy Memorial Day, everybody, and thanks for listening. Amen to that, brother man. Thank you. Very well said. And so finally, as is our custom. I would encourage you, whether you are a brand new listener or somebody who's been with us since day one, whether you are raising money for your community or to feed people, whether you are somebody who just casually enjoys the game of hockey or whether you are the hardest of cores who has a Stanley Cup party and wears like one of those Stanley Cup hat things, Regardless of your involvement in the game, whatever you find yourself doing and wherever you are, I would urge you, as always, to please remember it's deck hockey. Don't be that guy. Thanks, everybody. Cheers. Cheers to you, sir. And now Hit the Deck is proud to present a symphony of professionalism. 
eat that good day, get that, get the blah, 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 blah. Whatever, whatever you do, whatever the the uh that the 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 I know I I know we've I really I how how <laughs> could you edit out my flub please which flub.